everyone, I'm Rachel Poli with Ari Meglin, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. For those of you listening, welcome back to episode two. Today's topic is, are you a planner, pantser, or planter? But before we begin, let's catch up. Ari, how have you been this week? Uh, I've been okay. Um, I've actually been venturing out for some food shopping uh, when I could, and shocked that there wasn't actually any lines or large expanses of empty shelves which is quite good to see Um, and I've been trying to do my daily exercise since we're allowed to go out once a day for exercise I think that's actually something I'm doing more of since the lockdown because now it's been reduced and you're limited to only one bit of exercise outside it's like oh my gosh I've got to go out and do exercise so I think I'm going to be the fittest I have ever been by the end of this well that's pretty good Now, when you say that you're only allowed to do one exercise a day, do you mean just going for a walk around your block or something? Yeah, I mean, they they said you you go out once a day for exercise. So like if you are riding a bike or going for a run, but I think they're being very specific about you kind of have to stay in your area. So you're not really meant to be getting in your car and driving an hour to go to a park. It needs to just be quite close. Um, And it's funny because there's actually more people outside now because everyone's starting to do that. Everyone's feeling this, this like, oh, you're locked into the house. So now that we're given this, yes, you can go out for exercise. I'm actually meeting more people outside. And there's a lot of like constant crossing of streets. So we don't come too close to each other. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, we're supposed to be doing the same thing, but there are people who are still going to the pond and parks and yeah, nobody, nobody's listening over here. So <laughs> you guys seem no. to be doing it right. <laughs> Well, I have noticed there's been a lot more um, bobbies on the beat. So the police have been wandering up and down. Not seen anyone being pulled over by them yet. But uh, yeah, there's definitely a bit more presence around. And I know in England, there's been some checkpoints set up where the police will pull over cars to make sure that they're only going out for specific reasons, for valid reasons. Oh, wow. Yeah, I haven't seen over here yet, but I'm sure it's going to come. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, we have police officers standing outside of our grocery stores to screen people before going in just to make sure they don't have a fever or anything. Oh, wow. It's, it's, no. it's weird. Yeah. We live no, in we, a we, strange world right now. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've had people stood at the doors like um, security guards. And it's just literally to make sure that only a certain number of people go in at, at once. But we've been very lucky. With a few times we've actually had to go food shopping. Um, we've gone at the right time and there's been almost nobody you know there's only been a few handful of people in so we've been allowed straight in and then we've come out and then you see a huge line of people who have obviously come after us and they're all queued up outside at the two meter distance from each other oh my gosh that's so annoying (laughs) (laughs) yeah I actually haven't been out in like two weeks at all because I I had a cold yes so just to be on the safe side I just decided to stay home so I've been in my house for the almost three weeks now. Oh, that's probably a lot of cabin fever. It is and it isn't. I kind of love it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm such a homebody anyway. It's kind of nice not to have to go out, but it is, it is strange. I definitely need to go out and like even just drive my car around the block or something just to give it a good run. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's it. It's like, you know, the the longer the car sits there without being run, it's like, we're all going to come out to dead batteries. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm afraid of. (laughs) 
Are you are you getting through any of like, because one of the things I've been doing when I've been at home is um, going through all those boring, tedious jobs that have been building up forever and ever, like shredding and filing and ironing and th- things that yep, are kind of like, yeah. oh, I don't like that. I washed my curtains. All my <laughs> curtains are, are nice and fluffed up and they're ironed and everything. And I haven't really started going through those mundane tasks, but I've been making a list of what I need yeah. to do. Like there's so much organizing and rearranging that I want to do. So that's coming. It hasn't yeah. started yet, but it's coming. But I keep telling people, I feel like we're living in a dystopian novel. Oh yeah. Definitely. And yeah, like I don't know who wrote this. I don't know how it ends, but I hope it ends soon. It's 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 a bad dystopian novel though, because it's like it's like the idea of like the apocalypse. It's like we're all expecting zombies and, mm-hmm. and it's like Instead, it's, you know, not, I don't know, it's, it's people standing a little bit further away from each other when we're outside and, yeah. and rushing I, to buy soap. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. And it's a little unnerving just to have the police officers standing around and, like, guarding things. It's just, it's weird. But speaking of dystopian novels, let's get into today's topic. We're talking okay. about, are you a planner, pantser, or planter? Being a planner means, as what it says, you're planning your novel, whether you outline or you do research or you have a clear-cut path on how you want your novel to go. A pantser means you just wing the whole novel. You know, you, you have an idea of what you want to write and you just sit down and you write it. And a planter is a mixture between the two. So, Ari, do you have any other ways that you would explain those? Uh, the only thing I would add is, because I know a few people have contacted me in the past and been like, what do you mean pantser? And it's like, it comes from the concept of writing from the seat of your pants. Yes. yeah. Where it's just that, that's where it comes from. Because it's such of a weird term. And I remember planter, that wasn't a big term that used to be around. It was planner, pantser, and it was one or the other. But this kind of hybrid has sort of grown more frequently. Usually when I start my novels, I plan them out far in advance. And I usually take a month before I actually start the writing process and I outline and I research and I really do an in-depth character list and development and I pick where I want everything to go. I'm a little bit of a control freak when it comes to outlining and planning my (laughs) novels, but it's what works for me. And I've tried to pants a novel before and I would just write the first draft and then immediately outline it. And then before writing the second draft and everything just totally changes. And usually for me, if I don't plan a novel, I get stuck halfway through or I don't know how to end it. And I I like to plan and just make sure that I know where I want to go in case I do get stuck because some ideas are already there and they might change and they might not stay in the novel, but at least I can keep the flow of writing going. Yeah, no, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I was actually a pantser for a long time, I think for many years. Um, It wasn't because that's how I just, I I assumed it was better. It was literally just, that's how I did it. I wrote scenes rather than chapters. So I would just put my characters in a scene that I was interested in. I would just write it. And it meant I I ended up with lots and lots of different random scenes. Um, But then I, I did sort of shift and I would probably say that while I do lean more towards planning and I do use outlines now, which I do love, I do have a lot of planter tendencies, mainly because I will start writing 
like in a kind of pantser way where I'll just dump a character in a scene and I write a couple of scenes. Um, and then I get to a point where I think, okay, I now need to know where this is all going. So I need that kind of start with a scene or with some actual writing and then I'll step back and then I'll do similar what you do. I'll take a bit of time and I will plan out the novel. I don't plan fully. I'm not, I, I, as much as I'd love to, I just seem to have a struggle to struggle with that. So I'll probably plan about 70% of my outline and then usually the beginning definitely and the end and some of the middle but it's, I think it's that three quarters of the way in the story that I always hit a, a road bump with and I'll just go ah screw it I'll just start writing. Yeah it's interesting that you say that because when I first started planning my novels I thought that's how it had to be. I would write outline from start to finish and I was like I have to follow this this is how my novel is I just need to throw in the dialogue and the description and that was it but over the years, I've realized outlines are just more of a guideline and you can outline however you want and you can have all these different ideas and plot points, but some of them might change, some things may get added and some things that you already have written might just get deleted. I think a lot of people who are pantsers um, will sometimes look, if they've never done planning, will sometimes see it as quite restrictive. And I have to admit, I used to look like that. I used to think, oh no, it's definitely, it, it's tying you into an outline and then you're, you don't have that growth ability. And it's not true at all. I mean, some people do write very rigidly and it works perfectly for them and they get this, this novel that, that, that comes out exactly how they want it. And that's, that's exactly what they needed. Um, but I think, you have the flexibility with an outline. It is just an outline. It plots certain points. It gives you the ideas of your conflict, of your inciting incidents, your resolutions. But as you write, you might find stronger themes within your subplots that need to be added or something that just doesn't feel right when you're writing it and it jars a bit and needs to be cut. Um, and I think when you acknowledge that um, an outline and, and planning isn't so rigid, I think it opens up a lot more opportunities. Yeah, it definitely does open a lot more opportunities. It's funny because I figured out that I wanted to be a planner when I started writing my mystery novels because there are some genres that you you kind of have to plan out in advance. Like you don't need to write a full outline, but for mystery, for example, there's so much to keep track of between the red herrings and the evidence and just all the you know victims and witnesses and you know depending on what kind of mystery you're writing but you can't it, it's so hard to just jump right into a mystery and start writing it willy-nilly and keep track of all your notes and everything that happens and with my mystery novels like I keep track of the days and the times like I'm very rigid with that because I have to and I even have an outline of before the first novel the readers won't even see that but I have it for myself so that way when I write the book, I can know, okay, this already happened. So now I need to write the characters as if this happened and they don't know it yet. Yeah, and no, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need that. I think you need that timeline. Um, and I wish I'd known that years ago because as I said, I used to be a pantser. And one of the reasons I changed was because I wasn't getting anywhere with pantsing. I, I ended up um, with one of my, my novel series is, uh, I've got about eight books worth of, of scenes and ideas and plots. And because I didn't plan them at all, 
they're kind of spread all over the place. I don't know which one comes first or which one comes last. And I've had to spend hours and hours trawling through all these old scenes and characters and try and put them in an order of like, well, this must happen before this happens and this must happen before that happens. And it's caused so much more work. And it's one of the reasons I have turned to outlining. And while I don't write mysteries, and I can totally understand why that would, would be, um, that would have a necessity of planning and certain genres, it's probably easier to wing them. I still have found it useful to have a timeline. Like one of my novels, um, I've had to figure out the timeline, like you said, previous to the novel, because where my novel starts is just after an, an incident happens, but I need to know when that incident happened and certain fallouts before the novel even begins, because I refer to it and it might even, end up being a prequel if I decide and it's yeah you, you definitely need those kind of timelines. Yeah I don't write fantasies all that often but last year I did try my hand at writing a fantasy and I didn't want to plan it. I wanted to wing it. I wanted to see how things would go if I pantsed it and I ended up planning some things in the end. I wrote the first draft and I started I, I learned Dungeons and Dragons last year, and I wanted to base the fantasy kind of sort of off of the way Dungeons and Dragons are. So when I wrote the fight scenes, I had my dice out and I was just like rolling for initiative and figuring it out. And I was having the fight scenes be random and just have it be based on my dice. And I was just going to fill in the dialogue and action and description as I went. And it, it worked out pretty cool and I had a lot of fun with it, but as I was writing it and the first draft, it was awful because I didn't do any planning and they're traveling all over this fake world that I created. And I'm like, I need a map. I don't know where they are. I don't know where they're going. I don't know how they're getting there. I don't know how long it's going to take them to get there. And in the end, I, I wrote, I think I got almost done with the first draft and then I real and then I stopped and I was like I need to figure out a map and I and once I figured out the map I ended up getting right back into my old planning habits and I made a list of characters and personality descriptions and all this and that and where they <laughs> came from and I mean so I guess I planted that novel which and that's not even done and I, I've noticed that whenever I do pants story it never gets finished so yeah, I guess yeah. that's another reason why I'm a planner because it helps me finish what I start. Yeah, I think that is quite important um, for, for for planners, definitely, because otherwise you do you could end up just going round and round in circles, and like what you said with having needing a map because I do write fantasy a lot and I've I've noticed it with books I've read where I'm reading a, a novel and then halfway through I'm thinking we've been fourteen page uh, fourteen chapters in. And it's still night, and yet I know things have happened, or or enough thing has happened that it's like it physically can't be the same night, and they haven't sort of sensed that it's the next day, and then they're traveling, and you're thinking, well, is this a quick travel? You know, is this a quick journey, or is this a short journey? And you can't tell because there isn't a map at the front, and you and there hasn't been any planning. Not well, well, I assume there hasn't been any planning because it, it's very jarring. And having that map, so you think, right, well, I've got to get this character from this side to that side. Right, there's mountains in the way. How's that going to affect them? There's a lake in the way. There's villagers. 
and things and it just gives you that extra depth to your work and i'm not saying you can't do that with pantsing at all but for some for some of us who, who do need planning it really helps to go down to that level of minutia yeah it definitely does because even if i try not to plan and I don't have an outline before I start my novel, I find myself taking notes and planning as I write the first draft. So in the end, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still planning everything <laughs> because it's hard. You have to keep track of where all your characters are and what they're doing and the time and even the weather in some cases, depending on what you're writing. Oh, definitely. And especially with, with characters, if you're writing, um, multiple POVs or if you have several sub-characters especially if they're like in a quest and they break off from the others then you do have to kind of keep an eye on where they're going and what 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 are they dealing with at the same time that the other characters are dealing with something especially if you're then going to bring them back together again later on so yeah you do need to kind of <laughs> you need to kind of keep an eye on everything you do. And I have to give so much credit to all the people out there who do pants their novels because I don't know how they keep track of it. And, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of novels that are published out there that we all know and love that were never really planned. They just were written and that's it. And I don't know how they do it because my brain just doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think with planning, it's always interesting is because every writer seems to do it differently. There isn't a tried and true method that everybody sticks to. There's lots of different methods and techniques out there and people will share them. But a, but a lot of writers will sort of take pieces from different methods or they'll stick 100% to one method or they'll come up with their own. Um, even, even now, the, the outlines I create are different from each other. I don't have a set system that I work that's 100% perfect for each novel because I find different styles of genre need different ones and if I'm in the middle of writing an outline there'll be somewhere I'm literally dumping huge chunks of dialogue in because they've they've started coming up as I was writing the outline I thought oh that's really good I don't want to forget that so I've just sort of dropped them in the outline so it's almost like a script more than an outline and then other ones where I've got no dialogue but I've got perfect uh, details and plot points of everything that's happening to each of the characters so it, it does change yeah, I, I do that too. But it, you're right. Every every writer is different and unique and there's no right or wrong writing style. Everybody just has their own way of doing it. And But I do the same thing with my outlines. Like my fantasy outline is totally different from the way I outline my mystery novels. I Sometimes I just write chapter summaries of what I want to happen in each chapter. And other times I just have bulleted points or I just have a character list or a place list. And other times I have sticky notes hanging up on my wall and they're just each scene. <laughs> and it's carefully <laughs> detailed and planned out to the T. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's it. It's, uh, it's whatever works best for you and for that specific novel. With that said, do you recommend that most writers plan their novels? Um, I personally think there are some serious benefits to, uh, to planning and outlining. And I think if you've ne never tried it, I do recommend that writers should give it a go because it's actually a good idea to try lots of different techniques because just because you started on one way doesn't mean it, it's going to be the best for yourself. Um, like I said, I started 
pantsing and it worked brilliantly for me at the beginning. I really got into details with characters and everything, but at the end I didn't finish a lot of the novels and I struggled to formulate the deeper plots. So I do recommend that people give it a try, but it's definitely not, oh, it's, it, it's for everybody because it isn't. And there are some people who are just totally suited to pantsing and I've known some novelists who, who write and, and finish their books and it's fully pantsed and they don't even outline afterwards and it works perfectly for them. But I definitely think trying everything, try a bit of pantsing, try a bit of planning. You might find that the one you thought was the best doesn't actually work as well for you as another. No, I, I agree with that. I, I agree with that 100%. Because I think if you are just starting off as a writer, I think planning and outlining is a good idea just to get, gather your thoughts and help yourself with the process. But for the most part, yeah, try planning, try pantsing, try doing a little bit of both. Uh, I mean, I'm 100% a planner at this point, but my sister is 100% a pantser. And I really have no idea how she writes her novels, but she's a brilliant writer and it works for her. And you just have to do what works for you and also what works for your project. Because as I said, you know, it depends on the genre too. Some genres Definitely. you can get away with it, but others like mystery, you really need to at least take notes, have something. Yeah, because you don't want to get halfway through it and then realise you haven't actually put any clues in it and suddenly the reveal is like a massive shock to the reader because they won't really like that. It's like some shock and some twists are brilliant, but if you haven't sort of like led up where they can look back and think, oh, I missed those really good clues, it, it just doesn't work. Yeah, that's where we stand on planning, pantsing and plantsing. Ari, do you have any last minute things you'd like to add? I think... The only thing I would suggest is if you haven't tried planning and you want to try it, um, find, look on some writer blogs, look on some YouTube videos, see what people um, who've, who've done planning have suggested, try different methods. There are some really good um, tutorials out there on different methods that you might find useful. And don't feel that you have to stick to them. Try, try a method and maybe work it around what you're, what you're doing so it works best for you. I also think if you're a if you're a planner or a pantser and you want to try the other, the whole point of having the plantsing thing is to make it so that you can you can hybrid them together. So you might find that if you are a pantser and you want to try planning, maybe start with with pantsing some ideas when you're doing the brainstorming, or or do a very very slight outline, just like simple bullet points so you have the basics down the main plot points but nothing deeper and then try pantsing and you might find that helps but no I agree with you I think it all comes down to trial and error especially when you're just starting out you need to figure out your own writing style and if that includes planning great if it doesn't that's fine too but you need to try both to figure out what works best for you definitely on that note I think that'll be it for this week's episode so let us know if you're a planner, pantser, or planter on Twitter using the hashtag TheMerryWriterPodcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and you can follow and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite sites such as Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and many more. Tune in next week for another episode of The Merry Writer Podcast, where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye! Bye! This podcast is brought to you by Excessive Caffeine. We drink a lot. The music, titled Inspired, is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.